Jesus told his disciples this parable. A man going on a journey called in his servants and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to a third one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. Immediately the one who received five talents went and traded with them and made another five. Likewise, the one who received two made another two. But the man who received one went off and dug a hole in the ground and buried his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants came back and settled accounts with them. The one who had received five talents came forward, bringing the additional five. He said, Master, you gave me five talents. See, I have made five more. His master said to him, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Since you were faithful in small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Come, share your master's joy. Then the one who had received two talents also came forward and said, Master, you gave me two talents. See, I have made two more. His master said to him, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Since you were faithful in small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Come, share your master's joy. Then the one who had received the one talent came forward and said, Master, I knew you were a demanding person, harvesting where you did not plant and gathering where you did not scatter. So out of fear, I went off and buried your talent in the ground. Here it is back. His master said to him in reply, You wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I did not plant and gather where I did not scatter. Should you not then have put my money in the bank? so that I could have got it back with interest on my return? Now then, take the talent from him and give it to the one with ten. But everyone who has, more will be given, and he will grow rich. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And throw this useless servant into the darkness outside, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. The Gospel of the Lord. There's so many things in this Gospel that we could really dig into. And one of the things that I find that stands out for me is you have the first group of people who had the five talents and the two talents, and they worked really hard immediately to serve the master who represents God, and they end up sharing the joy of the Lord. Then you have this final guy who has a whole different view of the situation, and he's given one talent, and he has a lot of fear of God, and it's a real bad fear. He's got this vision of God where he's going to be punished and and it's not going to be good at all. So he takes the talent and buries it and does nothing with it. And then he ends up getting punished by God. So we have these two totally different ideas of God and of serving God. On the one hand, the people in the beginning of the gospel, they're eager 
to serve God. They're eager to accept his gifts, thank him for his gifts, and use those gifts to, to make a big difference in life. Then you have the other one. He's paralyzed. He's got this spiritual paralysis where he's not even grateful for what God has given to him. That he's going he's gonna to give it back to God. He doesn't want it. And he doesn't do anything with it. And his view of God is one of, that's totally negative. And I've thought a long time about how is it possible that we have these two different visions of God and his gifts and of service to God. The first group end sharing joy with God. It's like they have this, this view that God is good. Everything he gives to us is good. And everything he asks of us is good. And we should take everything he gives to us and use it to please him, to do good in his name, to glorify God, and to serve others. And this other guy in the last person can't even get to that. He's terrified of God. He's like, it's like he wants nothing to do with what God's going to give to him. Well, you have to go back to the Garden of Eden to understand what's going on here. You know, there's so many things that happened in the story of Adam and Eve that are directly connected to the teaching of Jesus in the Gospels. Remember how in the Garden of Eden, God created everything good. He created Adam, Eve, Adam and Eve good. Everything was, was wonderful. It was beautiful. It was holy. And somehow this, this evil spirit shows up and and in the Bible, it says that he tempted Adam and Eve by saying something like, you can be like God if you disobey God. And the story was that Adam and Eve were given freedom, but they had one limit on their freedom. And it was, you can take the fruit of any of these trees except this one tree. You cannot take the fruit of it. And if you do that, you're going to die. That was the message of God to them. And they accepted it. They were happy with that. But then the evil spirit shows up and tells them, you will not die if you disobey God, which is a lie from the evil spirit. But there's something deeper there. When the devil said to Adam and Eve, you will not die if you disobey God, it was like there was a, a hidden threat that the spirit of evil was making against Adam and Eve. Very hidden. And it was, if you obey God, you will die. And I'm going to destroy you. It's like the spirit of evil was trying to bully Adam and Eve to not serve God. And what happened to Adam and Eve is they gave in to that fear. And they stopped trusting God. And then they committed the sin of disobedience. So it was like their, their fear led them to no longer trust God, to no longer believe that it would be good for them to serve God, to no longer believe that the gifts that God had given to them were good for themselves. And they gave it all up, and everything fell apart for them. That sounds a lot like the final guy in this parable today. He's been given gifts, one gift from the good God, and he wants nothing to do with it, absolutely nothing to do with it. He rejects it, 
and buries it in the ground and gives it back to God because he wants nothing to do with it. So it seems to me that this one servant who ends up in all kinds of trouble and doesn't do anything with the talent given to him by the Lord seems that evil has taken over his heart. It's like he's caught up in this, this fear of God that leads him to, to almost hate God, to want nothing to do with the Lord. Now, there's a passage somewhere in one of the Gospels where Jesus says, fear is useless. What is needed, what is, needed is trust. Remember the, the devotion from St. Faustina has this image of Jesus, and at the bottom of the image it says, Jesus, I trust in you. It's like a message that God has given to us that the most important thing we have to work on is the trust in God. This one servant who did nothing with the gift that God gave to him didn't trust God. He didn't trust that God's gift was good. He didn't trust that God was good. He just wanted to isolate within himself and have nothing to do with God or with others. But the other servants, look how they respond. They trust in the Lord. They trust in God's goodness. They receive God's gifts, and they love them. And they take these gifts, they use them, they make use of them, they, they trade with them, and they make more gifts from the gifts God gave to them. And they go, and they share in the joy of God. And that's what we need to work at, is that trust that leads us to love God, to love everything about God. Now, in the other readings we have for today's Mass, we have a lesson about a different kind of fear. The first kind of fear is a bad one that led the one servant to not trust God, or in the case of Adam and Eve, it led them to stop trusting in the goodness of God. But we hear in the psalm something different about fear. We hear, blessed are those who fear the Lord. We also hear about the woman who fears the Lord is to be praised, or the man is blessed who fears the Lord. So what is this kind of fear? It's different than the fear that leads us to stop trusting in God. It's a different kind of fear. It's a fear that's based on the fact that we know that God is good, that we know that God loves us, and that everything he does in our life is good. Use this as an example. You have a friend in your life that you love, and they're so good to you, and you're so good to them, and the friendship means so much to you. You have a kind of fear of hurting your friend, not because of punishment, but because you don't want to lose a friendship. You value that friendship so much. Well, this is what fear of the Lord is. It means we recognize how good God is and we value the Lord so much that we don't want to sin against him, not because we're afraid of punishment, but because we know he loves us and we love the Lord. That is the kind of fear we need to work at. In the gospel story, the servants who took God's gifts and made more of them, they had that good fear of God. They saw the goodness of God and they were like, we don't want to fail him at all because he's so good and his gifts to us are so good. So, brothers and sisters, 
This is what we need to work on, a fear of God that leads us to trust in him, that leads us to believe that he is good and that his blessing, his providence in our life right now, his guidance of our life's journey is good. When you have that belief, that conviction in your heart, you're going to start sharing in the joy of God right now. When you believe that God is good, that God loves you, and that everything he teaches about his commandments and his gospel teaching is good for you, that's going to give you inspiration to serve him and to serve one another.